Pastor Henry Harder, the Renewal Singers, and I at Peters welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We continue on today in the first chapter of Matthew, returning to verses 20 and 21. We have been in these verses for a number of studies focusing on what they tell us about Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ. Now today, our focus will be on what they tell us about Jesus and the reason for his coming to earth. Once again, we need to remember that the Gospel of Matthew was written primarily for the nation of Israel to prove to the Jewish people that Christ was indeed their promised Messiah. Matthew does not want them to misunderstand the significance of this great event that has just taken place in their day. Now here once again are these two verses and Matthew writes as follows. As Joseph lay awake, considering this, he fell into a dream and saw an angel standing beside him. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Don't hesitate to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you shall name him Jesus, meaning Savior, for he will save his people from their sins.
in verse 21, we see that the angel tells Joseph that Mary is going to have a son and that he, his legal father, shall call his name Jesus, from the Hebrew meaning Jehovah the Savior, for he shall save his people from their sins. The word he is here emphatic. He is the one that shall save. He personally and by personal acts will accomplish this. And it will begin with his people, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But when the wall of partition was broken down, the saved people embraced the redeemed unto God by his blood out of every kindred and people and tongue and nation. Now, here with today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. Without a doubt, Jesus Christ was the most important person who ever lived and the individual who impacted and still impacts the world the most. His origin and history is recorded in the first four books of the New Testament, called the Gospels. The fourth Gospel, written by the Apostle John, begins his record of Jesus Christ long before his birth. He, unlike the other three Gospel writers, begins beyond the realm and record of history. He calls Jesus Christ the Word. John writes that Christ was with God in the beginning. That places him in eternity past. Then John writes that the Word became flesh. Chapter 1, verse 14. God himself stepped into our world in Jesus, and that's the beginning of Christ's earthly history. And that's where Matthew, Mark, and Luke begin, at the birth narratives. His conception and birth were not ordinary. They were supernatural in character. That is crucially necessary to the future life and ministry of Jesus. It does not do Jesus justice if his birth and life are approached on a purely natural level. His conception took place miraculously in a virgin, and his birth was from a virgin. Such uniqueness is crucial to understanding the purpose for which he came. I say again, we fail to understand why he came and how he could accomplish his purpose if we fail to understand his birth. Five programs ago, I began a look at the book of Matthew and I stopped on the last program with chapter 1, verses 20 to 21. An unnamed angel appeared to Joseph when he discovered that his betrothed wife was pregnant. The angel said to him, Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Much is written describing the Jewish expectation regarding a Messiah who would save or redeem Israel from Roman tyranny, but a Messiah from the royal line of David who would suffer and die and give his life a ransom for sinners? That's another matter. Here Matthew writes clearly, that Jesus was of the line of David, and he would save his people from their sins. 
While that word save can mean to deliver from danger or death, it is commonly used to refer to deliverance from sin, which results in salvation. He will save his people from their sins. By his people, Matthew here must refer to the people of Jesus' race, the Jews. It is clear then from the outset that Matthew not only presents Jesus as the Messiah, who will be Israel's king, but he came also to be their sin-bearer, their savior. It isn't long before Matthew also includes the Gentiles among the people for whom Christ came. But here at the outset, it's the Jews that are Matthew's concern. Jesus came as God's perfect and final sacrifice to save the people of his race from sin, its penalty, its power, and finally, its very presence. Matthew puts his finger right on the crucial point of need. The major problem for Israel was not their salvation from their Roman slave masters, but from sin. Sin is basic to all other calamities. It was sin that caused their slaveries. Here then is the fundamental purpose for which Jesus came. I wish now that I had the gift of being able to perfectly communicate to every listener what this means. Jesus came to save from sin. To have forgiveness of sins must be experienced to be truly understood and appreciated. When a person accepts Christ as his or her substitute, when your sin is laid on him, there is a freedom and relief that must be experienced to be comprehended. At the moment one turns his sin nature and sins over to Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, and it's understood that the forgiven sinner will never experience his sin's penalty, I say the freedom and peace that comes is not explainable in human language. Language fails us at this point. Paul said it well after he explained to the Romans his struggle with sin. He wrote to them, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.1 The sins that the sacrifice of Christ covered can never be brought up before God in judgment again. No one who has claimed and received forgiveness will ever face judgment for one single sin. Christ bore every judgment for every sin. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. All burdens are lifted at Calvary. Calvary covers it all. Jesus, too.
Puppets Know is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 840H, After California, 93263, USA. 